Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. On this episode of the Private Practice Success Story podcast, I want to introduce you to four established private practitioners who serve as mentors for the Start Your Private Practice system. If you've ever wished that you had seasoned private practitioners to guide your decisions as you start your private practice, well, that's exactly what students in the Start Your Private Practice system have daily access to. They have access to these knowledgeable and inspirational businesswomen that I'm about to introduce you to shortly. I'm so passionate about making sure that our START students are able to ask questions and get answers and get unstuck and moving forward that I pay these mentors on behalf of my students so that they can get the expert coaching they need to succeed. And now it's time to meet them. Oh, and stay till the end of this episode to find out how you can get access to this expert mentor team to answer your questions and get you unstuck. Now, let's meet the mentors. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high-quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other, because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. All right, so we are live. If anyone is watching, can you let us know in the comments that you are here and excited to meet the mentors for Start Your Private Practice? As you're coming in, wave, leave comments. See, look, we're all so happy to have everybody here and... The view count is going to be going up in a second. Oh, I just checked on my phone and we are live, ladies. Okay, so it looks like we have four people watching. So as you're coming in, please say something in the comments so that we know that this is live and it's working and that we know you are here. Hey, Emily, how's it going? I'm so happy to have you here. All right, this is a this is gonna be so much fun. This is a really unique opportunity for people who are considering joining Start Your Private Practice to actually meet some of the people who are going to become an integral part of your journey, right? The reason why I have brought on these wonderful people to support our students is because I can't help with everything, right? And so I want to make sure that students in my programs feel supported and loved and have 
all of the information that they need to keep moving forward and make sure that they are not staying stuck in building their private practice and thinking about marketing or billing or insurance or all of those kind of things that tend to make people really, really nervous. So I have a wonderful team of SLPs who are in private practice who support our students on a daily basis. And tonight you are going to get to meet them all. So I have a couple of questions and I thought that the first thing that we would do is just have everybody introduce themselves. So mentors, if you could just share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice. And let's start with Claudia. Okay. Well, hello. I'm so happy to be here. And my name is Claudia Davison, and I'm located in Michigan. And if anybody is from Michigan or knows about Michigan, you know that you have to give your location of Michigan right here. So I'm right here in Michigan. And my practice is called All Things Speech Therapy. And what else was I supposed to say? Is that it? Yeah, that's that's it. That's perfect. Also on Instagram, she's also all at All Things Speech Therapy. Okay, we have another Michigander in the house, which is Tommy. So Tommy, tell everybody who you are. Hi, everyone. I'm Tommy Teshima. I am the owner and speech language pathologist of Duncan Lake Speech Therapy, which is located in here. Wait, do I have the right hand up? It's going to be backwards for all of you. Grand Rapids-ish, Michigan, Caledonia-ish, Michigan, right here. I'm about an hour and a half north of Claudia. Love it. And they've become friends, actually. We'll talk about, well, we'll talk about this later, but y'all became friends in Start Your Private Practice Mm -hmm. and like really, really good friends, but you've never met in real life yet. No. No. Which is really funny because we live an hour and a half away from each other. And we've yeah. worked with similar well, people. We know we have friends in common. I know, anyway. you know, but but COVID too, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of messed up. Probably mm-hmm. you would have gotten to meet over the summer. Mm-hmm. All right. Too, actually, we had mm-hmm. a chance to have COVID. a get together and then the COVID. So oh, terrible. Yep. Terrible. All right. Well, let me introduce everybody. We got two more lovely people to introduce. So Adrian, tell everybody who you are. Hi, I'm Adrian Fuller from my path. My practice name is Speech Builder Speech and Language Therapy. It's located in Apopka, Florida, which is right outside of Orlando. Awesome. And what about Bobby? Last but not least. I'm uh, Bobby. I'm the owner and speech pathologist for uh, Speech Bubble Therapy in Sassoon, California. So the uh, San Francisco Bay area. I love it. So one of the things that's really cool about this is we have people at serving as mentors from across the U.S. and also different lengths of time in private practice in different types of private practices and also different types of clients that people are seeing. So I think that having that diversity is really helpful for our students in terms of getting to see, you know, one of my mottos is that there's no one way to have a private practice. And I think that our students get to see that firsthand from also, you know, getting to know us. So one of the things that I wanted to ask y'all, which I thought would be a fun question is how did we get to know each other, right? Think back to, you know, when, when did you first, when did we first meet, right? So Tommy's laughing. Tommy, when did we first meet? Well, we've never met any of any of y'all in real life, but when, when did you first kind of hop on the radar of like the independent clinician? So I, I'd always wanted to start a private practice, even like when I was in grad school. So I'd always, you were, you were always sort of like in my, my, like the periphery. And then when, when I graduated from grad school, I actually sent you a message like asking about something. I don't know, but that was like a year before I actually started 
start your private practice. So I joined the group uh, in April 2019. And that's when we officially were in each other's orbits. That's right. That's right. And you had just gotten laid off at the time. Yes. Right? Yes. I got laid off. And like two days later, I had a terrible day at work. And I left work very early and stomped into my house and signed up for the course immediately. Like it was like, that. <laughs> I was like, done, sign me up. I'm over it. Let's do this. So, See, it was meant to be not necessarily that like, you know, whatever happened at your job, but like that mm-hmm. we found each other. It's true. It's true. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And Adrian, we got to know each other what about like a year and a half, two years ago, maybe through what I interviewed you on my podcast. It was like 2017. Were you doing the podcast in 2017? Who knows? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I, I was on the podcast and um, I remember being on the podcast and then listening to it like, oh, this was a good episode. <laughs> and then one of the therapists that works for me said, oh, I heard your podcast like, like just last year. And I went back. And I listened to it again. And I was like, I like this girl. We had a connection. Like, have you ever like said, oh, we had a connection. So I sent her an email. I sent Jenna an email. And then I said, I really hope that we get to work together. Nothing. And then I don't know if I can tell the story, but can I go for it? I would love, yes, please. Anyway, it was like the whole George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. And Jenna, I was very like triggered, very like emotional about it. I hope I don't cry right now, but like Jenna posted on, on Instagram or Facebook, it was Facebook that she had snatched her funding from ASHA because they were not supportive enough. And I remember being that moved and like calling her on Facebook. Like I had not ever talked to Jenna except on the podcast. And I talked to her and my internet was not working. So I really couldn't even see our, her face. But it's like our souls connect. Did you feel that? That our souls connect? Yes. And like, I was crying. I was like, thank you, Jenna. I, I went, I've been so tired. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And it was just like this one, it's this utter moment of like, I'm understood. And she hears it and she understands it. And like, it's not until we come together that change is really made. So it's like... After that, she was like, hey, do you want to be a mentor? And it kind of went out from that. But it was like, what a wonderful moment, right? Wasn't that amazing? Yeah. Well, and I was, um, I saw you were calling on my phone. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Adrian Fuller is calling me. Like, and I answered and I know I I had just posted that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what if she hates me? Like, what if I said something (laughs) wrong? You know, what if I, and because that's always where my mind goes is like, uh, whatever is like oh gosh I said the wrong thing and whatever and we did we had this just really beautiful moment of connection between two people who knew each other but not super well and so I think that that really solidified a deeper understanding and friendship between the two of us and the start your private practice you know we were starting to grow the program was starting to grow and I'm gonna get to to Bobby here in a second because Bobby was our original mentor and it was just it was really just her and as the program started to grow, I needed more people like stat because um, in July, I think it was, we added like a hundred students to the program in a month. And so that was, um, that was a lot for one person to be (laughs) handling. And again, I wanted to make sure that the community of our students felt supported 
and had enough people, you know, to answer their questions, right? So that's when I brought on Adrian, brought on Claudia and Tommy. But um, Bobby has kind of been with this program from kind of the beginning. So here's a question that I have specifically for Bobby. How have you seen the Start Your Private Practice program evolve over the last two years? So I was in a group before Start Your Practice existed. It was, you know, kind of in the infancy, this idea that we could all be in a group and learn from each other and help each other through it. And that we could all kind of mentor each other, even as we were each progressing in our practices. So when we started Start Your Practice, it was really great because I had, uh, Jenna showed it um, in one of the images in the group, I think, the book, the book she wrote forever ago, someone gave it to me because I said, whenever I move, I want to start a private practice. And I had been following in the groups for a little while, the other ones like the SLP beginners and stuff like that. And so I had the book, but then for it to transfer into like this program that could really take people who were where I was whenever I started and walk them through it. Um, it was so fantastic. And one of the things that's been so great is having people essentially in some ways graduate the program, the start your practice program. Like, so they start off, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't even know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm qualified to do this. Why would anybody pay me? And then a few months later, they're like, oh, I'm ready to hire somebody, you know, and they just go through it. And uh, one of the, the things that I told Claudia and Tommy when they both uh, came on as mentors was that I had been talking with Jenna about hiring Claudia and Tommy for months where I was like, because they were two very reliable people. And what happens is people in the group, as they learn more, you know, we naturally help each other, like as yeah. speech therapists, and especially with the community that's in the group. And so people who have already done what you haven't yet done, when you ask questions, they want to help you because they liked that they got help when they were doing it. And so I remembered Claudia and Tommy starting. And I remembered as they were becoming more and more successful that they were answering questions for, for their peers. Um, like you'll see many people do, but they just did it very, very consistently. And I could, I knew if I tagged them in something, um, that they would always respond. And so, uh, we had talked about it for a little bit and then Jenna had a big cohort that came in all at the same time. And we had, I think it was like a hundred posts in like 24 hours or something like that. I mean, it's not usually a hundred posts a day, but it all just happened on the same day. And I was like, Jenna, it's like a post every five minutes. I don't think I can do this by myself. And since Claudia and Tommy had already been on our radar, it, it just made perfect sense. Um, and then she had been telling us about Adrian for a little while. You know, I talked to um, this one person, Adrian, she's so good. And I just really think we should bring her on. And so it was so great when she got to join too, since Adrienne is such a, um, a motivational speaker. She like hypes everybody up, gets them ready to do the week. It's been really nice because when we started, we were always helpful. We were always supportive, but we were smaller. And now as we grow, we have more people with more experiences who have tried more things as peers in the group. But we also have more mentors 
to talk us each through different avenues that we're we're following, like how Tommy has done led classes before, and Adrian is uh, has multiple uh, clinicians under her, and each person has kind of their specialty, and we like tag team. Yeah, I think I think that's really nice, and yeah, I mean it certainly has grown grown. So as the needs of the students have grown, we certainly have brought in more people. One of the things that you touched on, Bobby, that I wanted to ask Claudia about is Claudia, how would you describe the culture of of our group? You know, what are the people like? What is the atmosphere? So you join, start your private practice and you, you know, you, you join it for the course, right? Most people join it because they want the content. They want the checklists. They want, they want the outcome, right. Of having private clients and maybe quitting their jobs and starting a private practice and, and everything. But then they get into the group and they're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I know Jenna said something about this in the webinar, but like, I had no idea it was like this. Yeah. So what are people talking about when they say, I had no idea about this group? So, you know, I was surprised by it. And I think it just has, like Bobby said, it has continued to evolve and evolve with that spirit of helpfulness. Everybody is there to support and give and give to each other. So when I had a question for Bobby last year, and I will still remember this because I was so scared. I was so scared to give my price. And I didn't know how to speak about how would I possibly tell my first patient my price? Bobby talked me through that and helped me get the confidence, right? And I'll never forget that because it helped me get to that next level. So everybody that we have in a group has somebody, usually it's us, but then everybody else will chime in and say, well, I experienced this and this is what helped me. And with all of us supporting each other, I mean, it it still gets me all, all warm and fuzzy and tingly because it's so exciting to see that kind of ambience of support. And the word that we use is abundance because we want everybody to do well and cheer everybody on. And so I think everybody's excited by that because it just keeps them feeling like I really can do this. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I think that is great about all of you is, is, and one of you said this earlier, we all, you know, have our different, you know, personalities and our different, you know, backgrounds and whatnot. One of you talked about how motivating Adrian is. So Adrian, what is your favorite way to motivate, encourage, educate students who are maybe feeling stuck or feeling like, you know, analysis paralysis or those kind of things. How do you help those kinds of people in those situations move forward? I always still remember what it's like when you're like on the fence, just waiting to let go. Someone, when I was considering it, they're like, you're just waiting to let go. And I was like, yeah. And I understand that I was on that branch for like two years. So I get that. And I still... Like get when when the phone rings in the office, I still get like, oh my gosh, someone's calling for us. So I mean, it's still the same. I do have like a preacher meets tough love kind of thing because I think, hey, my thing is, I want we all want to get you there, but sometimes you you just need to hear, you, you gotta you gotta come on. Come on, you gotta go. So sometimes you need a, oh, you can do it. And I love this group for that because I often have to like, delete, 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 delete. And then like say it in a nicer way, which is good. But I love that everyone kind of has their style. Like I don't, I'm not always tough love. I love to like be motivational or kind of 
be telling you what I've been in my experience. Cause like we started, like Drake said, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like we started with one person and just built from there. So I love that. But like, you know, Bobby's like, well, now what specifically are you having trouble? Like, I love that. And then I love when, when Tommy is like, okay, let me point you to here. Or Claudia's like, yeah, I've done that too. I just, I just love like the makeup of the group. And so, yeah, we love to encourage, but like sometimes you need a little bit of love and we're here for that too. Yeah, I think that that's, that's totally right. And, you know, Adrian does the monthly calls. So everyone gets daily support from the mentors in the program. If you're in the Facebook group, all you do is post a question and people chime in right away. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's mentors, sometimes it's the other students, right? People hop in all of the time. No question goes unanswered. And also no one is me to feel like silly or stupid or anything like that for your question, because lots of people are going to have that same question. And some people like already did have that question and now they're going to pay it forward and ensure it with you. So it really does have a culture of, of being a safe space to ask questions and, you know, encourage each other. And one of the other parts of the culture that I really like that, you know, I'm from New Orleans and we're like celebrate kind of people. Like we have a lot of fun, right. Is, is a culture of celebration. So we really celebrate people's wins. As soon as people get their first client, we want people to post about that. And then there's like 15 people dropping gifts and Claudia is really good at the gifts, right? Yes. So people are, dropping gifts below and words of encouragement. And also, you know, people maybe get paid by Medicare for the first time or have their application approved or have an office space or whatever. So we really do like to celebrate and it, it doesn't ever feel like braggy or anything like that. Like the intention is to motivate people, right. To, to make yourself like you've arrived at whatever the next level is for you and also show people what's possible. I think that's one of the things that has always helped me in my in my business is to see what other people can do, right? Because if someone else can do it, you can do it too. So I think that's one of the reasons, A, why I have these wonderful mentors there for everybody, but that I also make sure that our students are, are posting about and celebrating their wins because we need to show people what is possible for them too. I think that that's, that's really important. Speaking of, you know, what's possible for people, this is a question for Tommy. What kinds of people or personalities or whatever, like who who has a, um, how do I word this? Like what kind of traits do you need to be successful in the program and also in private practice? I think the biggest trait is just being open-minded. Listen, speech pathologists, we tend to be like really linear, like, give me a checklist, type A. And it is really hard, I think, sometimes to break away from that. But if this program has taught me anything, it's how to, like, open mind, open up the mind to a lot of possibilities and opportunities and, like, to learn through experience. And oftentimes, that means maybe, like, not doing things perfectly. And that's completely fine. Also something that I've had to learn while starting my private practice. So I think open-mindedness and being willing to like take on these challenges is a, a really good trait. Also, speech pathologists, we're really hard workers. This is, you need some hustle to do this, but that's okay. Cause we pretty much all do hustle. And if you get stuck, we're here to help you. So 
I think those are some really great traits. Also, you know, just kind of being ready to like cheer on your friends and be ha- be happy for other people when they are doing great things and also be willing to celebrate yourself too. It's, it's great. Yeah. And Jenna, Jenna, can I say just one thing about the, the Facebook group specifically? Like I have been on a ton of Facebook pages and this is probably one of like the specifically start is like the most friendly, loving, encouraging page mm-hmm. that I've ever been. So even if you're on another private practice page by Jenna, that's fine. <laughs> it's very different. I, I saw a question on Facebook. I was like, oh no, this is nothing. It's just the best group ever. I just have never felt so welcomed and so like appreciated and like encouraged even as a mentor. So if someone's like, oh, I already have, I already subscribe, I don't need that. No, it's so totally different. I think that that's that's important to just about the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I think doesn't make sense to people until they're in it has to do actually with the content in in the Facebook group, mm-hmm. right? So the course, so when people join Start Your Private Practice, you get immediate access to the course itself, which is held in uh, a course area called Kajabi. You have all these videos that you can watch. There's the checklist and the worksheets and all these downloadable things, right? And that's where you go through the actual content to get your ducks in a row and, and really learn how to build your practice, right? But then in the Facebook group is where people are asking, you know, supplementary questions, right? Maybe they have a question specific to them or they didn't find the question in the content somehow and they want to ask in the group. So one of Bobby's superpowers is to organize the content in the group to help answer the questions. So Bobby, can you speak to like a little bit about how you do that and and really also why is it important for that area to be organized in that way? Uh, so it's really funny that you asked me that because uh, today I, I had a friend who joined Start Your Practice but didn't join the group. Not yet. You know, I think she kind of thought, oh, I know somebody, maybe I can just ask that person. And so she had a question about a a new client of hers. You know, it's a private pay client. She has a list. Do I need to give her a formal assessment? And my head immediately went to, if you were in the group, the tag is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, Tommy's laughing right now because that's uh, how I respond to a lot of questions. The, The place to look for is in this one. And uh, the reason why I do that, um, you know, Tommy talked about type A and type B. I am a type B person, but the way that I get to be type B is I organize things so much that I get to be lazy. So I want as much free time for me as I can. So I want everything easy to find. I don't want to waste time looking for it. And so I'm like that with filing cabinets. I'm like that with materials. I want to get to play on my phone in between kids. I don't want to have to look for stuff. So uh, I, I sort the tags. They're called tags. You know, you might have seen them on websites and stuff like that. And you might have seen them in other Facebook groups where underneath the post, it'll um, say like NPI slash CAQH, right? So if you click on that tag or if you look in the topics at the top of the group, you'll see all the tags that we have. And if you click on it, you'll see everything related to that topic. So we get a lot of questions about 
oh, um, I'm thinking about doing screenings. What kind of materials could I use for it? Should I charge for it? If I don't charge for it, how good is the, the chance that people will still sign up? And so when people have questions about screenings, they just go to that tag and then they can see it all. And so um, uh, I kind of organize it the way of this is, if I was looking for this, this is all of the related information that I would want to look at. You know, if I'm looking at NPI, I'm probably also looking at CAQH at the same time. So I'm going to put those together because usually you have questions about both at the same time. And so if anybody had questions about one or the other, they'd find it in there. I yeah. feel like I just made it sound too complicated, but I treat it like a file cabinet. Like yeah, if easy. I was making a folder in a file cabinet and one folder got too big, I slid it up and I put all the things mm -hmm. I need for that one topic in one. Bobby painstakingly has organized everything. It's so easy to find everything on there. And there's some like weird, random, very specific things that will pop up. And it's just, just click the thing and it just pops up. But Bobby does spend a lot of time doing this. It's extremely valuable. Thank you, Bobby. I don't it ever is, want to do because, it. No, I don't either. And I didn't start that way. And that's one of the, the things I really like about this mentor team is that people that y'all come with your own ideas, right? Bobby was like, can I please organize the content in the Facebook group. <laughs> and the reason why that's so valuable is because all of us, you know, who are on the mentor team, like we all have our own businesses, right? And we all have, you know, multiple, you know, things in the fire or whatever. So we can't always be there to answer the questions exactly when you post them, right? Every question is answered by the end of the day. But sometimes the most efficient way to find your answer is to actually like to search the group or to use the tags. So it's really, that's one of the real benefits of the group is like the way that Bobby has organized this is that if you have a question and you can type, you know, hit your mouse on that tag thing, you're gonna see all, and then you might just get your answer like immediately versus maybe, you know, waiting, you know, a couple hours or whatever for, for one of us to answer it. So I think that that's really, really important the content depth in there is like pretty vast. And like the other day, I think I was talking to all of you about what, it, does anybody know the social pragmatic profile of a gifted child? And everyone was like, Mugh. and I went and searched the group and somebody knew I contacted them. And I, wow. So I, yeah, I know. I don't, who knew? So there's just a million things in there, even if it's yeah. something just kind of random like that. Yeah. Well, and also just having those, making those, those networking and connections, right? Because I think that one of the things that, you know, private practice can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be lonely, right? And I think that this is the kind of thing that, you know, people feel like a little, as they start like looking up info, they feel like, you know, looking over their shoulder, like, as, or people, like doing it on the DL or something like that. And so, and they also might be nervous in their local community, feeling like they don't want to maybe do networking with other people in their town. Cause then what if someone else, you know, and that's part of that scarcity mindset that none of us, you know, subscribe to, but I think that it's nice to have a group like this where there are people I need to make, I tell people they're from all 50 States. I need to make sure that that's true. But if, I mean, there's over 900 people in the group. So there are people from, you know, it's pretty well, represented, but people are really making connections with other people in the group. And sometimes they are local connections that end up being great referral sources for people. Sometimes we have other connections. So I was going to ask Claudia, 
what are some some of the you know we have those connections posts what are some ways that we try to connect students and start your private practice together so it's interesting i think it was back in uh, I, I think it was june when all the connection posts at least i noticed them mm-hmm. and it felt like I could respond to every single one of those, just about, because a connection post is, hey, if you are this type of SLP, say that you are and give more information about yourself. So an example was, are you a bilingual SLP? Tell us about yourself. Yep, I'm bilingual. Okay. Do you do pediatrics? That's me. Um, Do you do myofunctional? Me. Okay. So enough about myself. But there were just so many connection posts, and, and I connected last year with Tommy and because we were in Michigan and we had so many questions about well, what are you doing here? What are you doing there? And I guess my goal and my hope for the people in the group is that they will connect. Of course, you know, we will support you, but also will you connect with somebody else in the group and support each other and then also go deeper and then help each other because those long lasting connections are so incredible. Tommy and I have helped each other all along. And so if we have a specific question, hey, Tommy, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Should I should I do that or not? What's your opinion? And so we were having conversations long before we both became mentors, which you know, for me is an incredible honor. But I developed this great friendship with her. And I just, again, I hope that all those connections really fully develop with as many possible men, uh, uh members of the group. And we hope to foster that as well. To to add to that, for example, I don't work with adults. And so I I can give you some ideas for marketing to adults, but it's not necessarily my forte. So I'm a little less skillful at it. Um, I can talk more general marketing. But on one of the connections group, we do have people who work with adults. So sometimes when people are like, I've wondered, can I fill a caseload with adults? I've wondered, What's a good way to market to adults? That's usually whenever I direct them to the adult page so they can talk to all people who are are doing what they're doing or even, you know, oh, I'm thinking about doing this for retirement, like to save for retirement or I am retired and I now I want to do this. Well, we got a connection connection post for that. And so they all talk about their experiences. And so um yeah, it is really neat, and I, I think um, it's a good way for people to to make connections like uh, like you guys did. Yeah, and also to to get referrals, right? People say like, "Hey, is anybody in the Houston, Texas area? I have a family who's moving there, who's looking for services, right?" So you know, people are also literally making referral connections, and you know, sharing you know client opportunities with people. I wanted to ask, this is a question for each of you, but you'll hopefully have different answers. But I'd like you, you know, could you describe, you know, maybe de-identify some of the information, but like, can you talk about maybe someone who you've seen make a lot of progress in the group, either a specific person or a type of person that has had some sort of a, like kind of amazing breakthrough or, or something happen? And if you can't think of any, I, I have plenty of people I could talk about, but Tommy looks eager. Uh, I mean, we all are going to say the same one. I well, think. no, I agree with you on that one. I'll let you take that one because you guys have talked directly. But mine is Claudia because recently I was going through the tags and I found Claudia's first post. 
And it was like a year ago, a year and a half ago. I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. And I was like looking at this post. I'm like, oh, baby Claudia, back when she first started and she was in analysis paralysis and she was trying to figure out what to do next. Oh, and now she's a mentor, you know? And it's 100% true because I went through and I and I was one of those that asked the question and then I would come back a little bit later and I think I'd ask the question again but a slightly different way just so that I wouldn't like get in trouble for which we don't get people in trouble but I just wasn't sure like oh man and so I would and I guess one of the things I've learned the most I'm not answering your question Jenna but one of the things that I've learned the most just by watching others in the group is man when you're stuck on something push through it because you will be so thankful that you just, just do it. And if there's a mistake, you can clean it up afterwards. But man, those moments when I was stuck and I couldn't decide and and those things, those things didn't matter really, but just getting over that little hump, what a difference. So I will agree with you. It was me. (laughs) I love it. And now even uh, Claudia was like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I kind of like type something up for my families and you know, even us mentors, we're still developing as business owners. And I was like, Claudia, you got to put that on teachers pay teachers. You could make money on that. And uh, you know, so we're even mentoring each other as we're mentoring the whole group too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. So, so since, since we passed the baton to um, Claudia, Claudia, what, who would you say is somebody who, you've seen, you know, either a person or a type of person who has made a lot of progress? Well, I will say the type of person um, and the type that is willing to get out of their head. And sometimes it's easy for us to think negative thoughts and worry thoughts. And, okay, what are the 20 things that could go wrong? And, And so I see a lot of that happening. And I always want to encourage people to say, okay, but what could go right about this? Um, because if, if things turn out right, this could be pretty exciting. So I think mm-hmm. it's a person that kind of thinks about, okay, what are the things that are positive and how can I look at this positively? Those are the ones that make a lot of good progress. And so if I can just encourage positive thinking, not unrealistic, but positive thinking, uh, that really gets people going in the positive direction. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, Adrian, what about you? I'm going to talk about the type of person. I tend to gravitate. There's, There are always going to be the star student. There's always going to be that one that's like, oh, my gosh, I started yesterday and I have a million people. And that's we love that person. But I tend to gravitate and love to see progress on that student that has just a little trouble starting or a little trouble finding that first patient because we're always here saying, you got to wake up and do it again, sweetie. You got to wake up and grind again. So that's the person that I love to see. And often in this group, see win. And that is like, I love that. Yep. Yeah. And we definitely have had those kind of people, right? Yeah. Who who have joined the program and they were, you know, so excited. And then I was listening to a podcast once and they talked about, you know, when, when you decide to do something new. Okay. So the analogy was going to the gym. Right. And so you're going to go to a new gym, right? Let's say it's New Year's resolution time and you decide you're going to lose weight. So you go to the gym and you get the tour and you see where all the equipment is and you're so excited and you sign up. 
And then like the next day you realize you have to actually go to the gym in order to get the result. Like you have to actually do the work, not just like look at all the pretty treadmills or whatever. So sometimes I think that happens with the program, right? People join and they're so excited and it's almost like, yay, I paid. Where's my first client? (laughs) Right. But you still have to like, you still have to do the work. Right. And, and for that analogy, I talk about like a staircase, So going upstairs involves effort, but there's steps and the steps are in a certain order and there's one path to get there, but you do have to exert the effort to go up the stairs, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like this program is like that in that there's a clear goal and there's a clear starting place and there are clear things, ways to get there to your goal, but you do have to go up the stairs, Right. So it's really cool for us when we see people who are kind of at the bottom of the stairs. And then when those people start getting their first clients and then they get another and another and then they start to take off, that those to me also really feel like victories. And it's to me, it's always so encouraging when they graduate so soon. Like I kind of just joined this this gig in July, but there are already people that I'm like, oh, you you kind of need to go on to the to grow, to the grow group. So that's always encouraging too. It's not, you know, a week or two, but it is a couple of months and look how quick it went just like that. So. Yeah, totally agree. All right. What about you, Tommy? Who's, who's a, who's someone who you've noticed make a lot of progress and that you're really excited about? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. I'm not going to follow the directions. I'm sorry. That's um, totally fine. People who are really decisive, tend to make pretty good progress. Not like rash decision-making, but like, okay, I'm going to give myself like three days. I'm going to decide. We're just going to move on. Because I think you just talked about one of your lives, right? It's expensive to get stuck. So it's important to make these decisions and move on. And there are very few things that you cannot change. Even like your name, name. your business name can be changed. We just talked about that today in the group. Actually, somebody talked about that today. So just make decisions. And those have been the people that have that have done really well. There's a particular student who 2020 has not been great to. And she has really turned it around. She's killing it out there. I mean, if you think about every possible obstacle you could run into, she's really like had it. And she is like killing it. And is I don't know, she's gonna have to start hiring people soon. But talk about somebody who had to make some quick decisions and move on because it was like pivot, 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 pivot. So and I'm you will all hear from her because I do believe she's gonna be on Jenna's podcast. Yes. And you'll be able to figure out pretty quick who it is. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, that's a lot of the joy that we find is just helping people, right? We are helping people, people, right? We are speech pathologists, we love to help. And we're just helping a different kind of person, right? We're, you know, not our our regular clients or whatever, but we're now serving SLPs, which I think to all of us feels really good to serve in that way. So people might have noticed that we have uh, the same shirt on, or maybe you, you haven't because of the, the camera angles. But we all have these uh, shirts that say, level up up. and that's a that's a a semi-official hashtag um that i use from time to time but i wanted to ask you guys i talk about you know that you know we want to help people level up in in business and in life what is one of the ways that having a private practice has allowed you to level up 
in business or in life? Well, I don't mind taking the first stab at that because you guys in our little mentor chat always have to hear about it all the time. You guys, I had a hole in my roof and I paid to get a whole new roof. And I'll tell you, that did not come from primary job money. You know, I, I'm one of the mentors that keeps the practice on the side. I do it for my savings because I didn't have a savings before I had a business. Like a lot of people think, oh, I need $10,000 saved before I can start a business. And uh, even I reached out to, to Jenna at one point before I opened my practice. And uh, I was talking to her about it. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I want to do it one day, but I want to wait until I pay off my student loans. And then I'll open my practice. And Jenna mm -hmm. said, um, opening your practice could be how you pay off your student loans. Mm -hmm. And my mind was blown. I like, I don't know. I feel like everybody has this number, like 10,000 or something like that. Like if I want to start a business, I need this much money. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I followed the group for a little while and I saw that it really didn't cost that much money. Like it really didn't. And like, once you get a client, it pays for itself so quick. And then I got to invest in my business. And then I got to buy the materials that I wanted. If I saw a brand new assessment and it was something I was interested in, I didn't have to write in a little thing to a note to an admin and argue why I needed it because I wanted it and I thought it was good for my practice. So I bought it. And even outside of that, having those conversations with parents, starting a business, it made me just more confident as a person in a decision-making process, no matter where it is, you know, whether it's being a mentor, whether it's my primary job, I can go into it with confidence because you kind of have to believe in yourself a little bit to open a yeah. private practice. Just a, You don't have to think you're great. You just have to, just a smidge, like Adrian always says, do it scared, mm -hmm. like just a little bit. And after that, like now I feel very comfortable having conversations like, oh, of course, yes, you need to be a corporation and in California, you can't LLC. I get to say it like very like offhand. And then people think I sound smarter than I am, but <laughs> it says the tone. You have experience now, Bobby. <laughs> and I'm pretty early on in, in, in my career. So I think um, it's really going to shape the rest of my career too. Yeah, I totally agree. Wow. All right, Claudia, how have you leveled up in your business or your life as a result of private practice? So I kind of did this a little bit later in my career and I started hearing your podcast. I think it must have been in, in the summer of 2018. I don't know mm -hmm. how you came on my radar. And I've worked in a bunch of different settings. I've worked in rehab, acute care, outpatient, schools. And so I've got a ton of experience. But private practice was just never something on my radar. And your podcast made me go, what? People can actually do that? I mean, I've always loved business, but but just not a private practice. And so just that kind of just got into an earworm with me. I couldn't get it out of my head. And I thought, well, maybe I could do that. And by the, and secondly, I really needed to make a better plan for retirement for us. And so I just dove in thinking I've got to do this. Um, and doing it on the side really is allowing me to fill up our uh, retirement. And as I grow this, I'm going to decrease my days at the school while I work a little bit, just a few more years, not, not too many more towards my pension. But then as I go out, I will have my practice, um, you know, keep on growing. So by leveling up to answer your question, I mean, I really, I really feel that 
I'm able to now really make a financial plan for us that we didn't have. It was sort of like, so our financial plan is so much stronger. And kind of like what Bobby said, I feel just so much more confident about speaking about our future plans and what I'm able to do. You know, it just has added so much more confidence and strength in my own conversations. Yeah, I I love that answer because it is all about you know, wanting to have that stability. And I think that, you know, what you're saying is, is that you are using private practice to get the stability, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of other people just kind of like what Bobby said, think of it in the reverse, right? They think, oh, that sounds risky, right? That that sounds, you know, very unstable. But the way that you have started your private practice is adding financial stability to your life yeah. versus like creating instability or whatever. Um, okay. Adrian, what about you? How has private practice helped you level up your business or your life? A couple of ways. I'm a little further along. I've been doing this for about nine years now, but I was with my private practice. I was able to, I'm, I'm a single person. I don't have kids. I was able to purchase a home like on my own, owning a private practice. So not like, and if Oh, I'll just, I'm going to own it. See, I was going to do a disclaimer. I'm just going to own it because that's awesome. There we go. And then this is further along, but last year I was just at a real big crossroads. We had a whole bunch of people leave and I was like, and they left because of money because I couldn't pay them enough. And I said, I leveled up last year. I was like, I will not lose another person because we can't pay them. And so like working and grinding Now we have like full-time people that we pay vacation and their insurance. And I am like, like my thing is everybody listening a year from now, you will wish you'd started today. So just go ahead and do it. Like a year ago, I was like, I I, I don't know how I'm going to pay these people. I can't, but a year, a year looking back, the goal is accomplished. So just, it's doable. It's doable. Chills. Yes, I love that. <laughs> well, also just think about like that, that goal of being able to hire people, right? Like not everybody wants to, wants to hire people, that, but I think that the right. people who really want to are people who, who really enjoy giving jobs to people, right? And who want to, I mean, obviously, to help you build your business also, mm-hmm. but like, it feels good. Well, I don't know. People like me love that, right? Like I love hiring people. <laughs> I always right? wanted like the young women that worked for me to be able to support themselves on what I pay them. Like a, a girl was like, I, I can't, I gotta, I gotta go because my, I've got to leave this job because I'm still asking my parents for help. I could not hear that another, another time. So th- the fact that I can help a young girl, a young lady, support herself. Love that. Love that all day long. And you're doing that for your business. And you know what? You're doing it for mine too. Oh, I am. Right. And let me just say, just joining this, my life has just exploded. Like, and so like our iron sharpens iron. So if you are coming to this group and you feel a little dull, we're going to sharpen you, baby, because we are sharp. We want it. We're ready. And if, if you don't believe it, we're going to believe it for you until you believe it for yourself. One of my friends said that, and it was so powerful to me. I mean, eventually you're going to have to believe it for yourself because you can't make the calls, but 
come on, join it. Let's do this. Like we are like, right. Are we ready? Like we're see, I'm doing it right now, but we're so ready. So yes, that's how I've been able to level up. It's hard work, but we were able, able to level up. I love it. That's, that's awesome. And again, you're just helping even more people than you even realized level up too. So I love that we helped you make that connection too. All right, Tommy, how have you been able to level up your life and your business? Just, uh, I just want everyone to know that Adrian helped me level up last week. So just talk me through insurance. So thank you, Adrian. And Tommy helped me level up with Canva.com. Iron sharpens iron, baby. Leveling up left and right. (laughs) It's really funny that Claudia just talked about stability and Bobby talked about stability and how people get really nervous about stability with private practice. Well, I'm just going to tell you school jobs are not stable. That is so. I lost my job. I didn't see it coming. The, mm. the six other speech pathologists that were with me did not see it coming. Mm. And I have just, that was the point, like it, the five F's, the four F's, three F's. And some, we can't be adding this, more F's to it. Yes. But this is before COVID too. This right. is a year and some change before COVID. Right. Tommy wasn't laid off because of COVID. No, no, I was not laid off because of COVID. I was laid off for, I don't, I don't know why it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal anymore because I'm very happy where I am. But my F is freedom. Then nobody's going to be my boss ever again. Like I am my own boss. Mm -hmm. Um, I am in charge of whether or not I have work. I am in charge of whether or not I'm doing well. And I work hard for myself. And that is that is how I've leveled up. I am I'm so much happier now. The I listened to um, the student the student video that you did the mm-hmm. other night mm-hmm. and listening to all of them talk about how like my spouse told me, Oh, it's the beginning of the school year. Now you're kind of bummed out again. You know, that was me. I didn't, I did not want that life. And so emotional level up career level up, like level up all the way around. That's, that's how private practices helped me. So, yeah. And the reason why I sent my team these shirts, right, is because I want them to feel that, right? Sometimes it really is like in kind of a, a label or like a you know movement almost that you sort of give each other. And so I don't know, I wear I wear my shirt to the gym sometimes. You know, I, whenever I'm feeling like a little low one day, I'll I'll wear my shirt. Or, you know, if I'm feeling good one day and I'm like, this is a great day, like, right, I'm gonna sort of own this. So I think that it's a lot of, of your success, you know, is like what, what you make of it, obviously, but, you know, what are you going into it, you know, with a plan to do? And so I, I love that we have this team of people who is helping our students take what their plan is and what their dream is and really make it a reality. So my, my last kind of official question for the night is, what would you say to someone who is on the fence about joining Start Your Private Practice, right? There's a lot of people who have been thinking about it for a long time. Maybe they've been on my email list for years. Maybe they've been in the big group for years and they're kind of thinking about it, but they're, they're on the fence. Bobby, what would you tell someone who is on the fence about joining Start Your Private Practice? I would say for me, I always thought it was something that would come much later in my career. I don't know what I thought I needed to have obtained for me to qualify for private practice, but I just thought it was going to be way down the line. And then someone almost hired me to open a private practice for them. 
And I was like, well, if I'm going to open a private practice, I need to know how, how it is. So I first joined thinking I was going to open someone else's practice and they were going to pay me to do it. And what I learned was that I didn't need them. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to afford it on my own because I thought it was going to be really expensive and I needed all this stuff. And I, and that's not what it was. And so I would say, you know, the things that you think you need beforehand, you usually don't. And it's really empowering once you realize that really all you need is information and to try <laughs> and, uh, and just to see other people. You know, I think in the group, we talk a lot about possibility. You know, I think it was Claudia who said, you know, what could go right? I think when we see each other's successes, we go, wow, I remember when they weren't doing that yet. Look at how great that was. Maybe I could try and do something like that for my specialty or my area or my, and um, I think it keeps everybody excited. So if someone's on the fence, I would say you're probably ready and it can be scary to be ready, but you, you don't have to justify it to anybody else. You just have to decide. And that's, I just want to piggyback on that real quick before I um, ask my, another person, but you know, a a mentor for me, I I was going to join this program and I wasn't sure if I was ready for it. And so I asked her, how do you know if I'm ready or how would I know if I was ready to join this? And she just looked square in the eye and she said, you're ready when you decide to be ready. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm ready. And she's like, okay, great. (laughs) Right. So, you know, being ready just like Bobby said, isn't about some sort of pre-done criteria about something. Being ready is about making a choice and about making a decision. And you decide when you're ready to do anything in life, right? But private practice is one of those things that you don't have to have some sort of, you know, permission to do it. You just have to decide to be ready. Okay. Claudia, what would you tell someone who was on the fence about joining Start Your Private Practice? Well, I would say I was so excited that I found you when I found you. And then I wondered, where were you all this time? Like, were you around before? Because I did it as soon as I found you. And I regret not finding you before. So, but you can't have regret. So what I would say is I wish I had been doing this longer, but it is what it is. I hope for people that if you have an interest, don't put it off because like, like Adrian said, if you don't do it now, then a whole year is going to go by and then you can say, oh, I wish I had done it last year. If you're thinking about it right now, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much you're going to be so happy that you did it right now, right now, because then a whole year will go by and you'll say, oh, but I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right now is when you have to make the decision for yourself. If you have that interest, make a choice right now. And then there was something else I was thinking of. Oh, and it was so good. But then I was really overwhelmed by how much I wanted to know where you were before. Oh, if I think of it, I'll, I'll raise my hand. Yeah, well, we can definitely come back to you. All right, um, Adrian, what about you? What would you tell someone who was on the fence? Absolutely do it. That's what I would say. Um, I tend to be a person who's always counting costs. So I'm like, can I get this for free? And some things are worth the cost. And I... I've started a private practice and then I took the course, like I went through the course and the course really does. If you're that person who I need an A, B, C, and D, the course really does that for you. And then access to us 
I I wish I I wish I had access to me. But like, but don't you wish you had access to someone when you were starting? Like, it's so worth it to me. All that comes with it that it just it's you still have to do the work, but it just the way it's laid out, I think is just phenomenal. And I just feel like the time is now like everybody's like, oh, my gosh, we're in such uncertain times. But as Tommy's story tells you, we've always been in uncertain times. We were just running around too much to kind of notice it. Private practice to me is probably the most stable job I've ever had, like looking back on it. And now I'm able to literally make the income I want to make. Like my dream number is coming true. It's doable, but you do have to start. You got to start. That's right. I love it. All right, Tommy, what would you tell to the fence sitters? I'm telling you as a person who sat on the fence for a year, for two years, for I don't know how long. I knew this is what I wanted to do. I just didn't do it. And I don't know what I was waiting for. And when I finally made the decision to like join, I was like, oh, this would have been real helpful if I would already had the ball rolling on this. So speaking as somebody who many of you might be right now, you're not going to regret joining you might be like, oh man, I wish you would have done that a lot sooner in a year. Don't hesitate. Just do it. Do it scared. Do it now. Yeah. Oh, Claudia remembered. Go, Claudia. Yeah. Well, I did remember um, because sometimes people wonder oh, if I make the investment. I mean, and in the big picture, it's not that much, but it might seem like it. But oh my goodness, I made my money back so fast, so fast. I mean, that's, that's what's mind-blowing about this. I made my money back, and then everything was just money to me. And so if you're worried about it, join, because you'll see that you're depending on, you know, what kind of market you're looking for, we'll direct you. But it's, it was so fast. I made it back. Once I started seeing clients in, I think it was six to eight weeks. Boom. Wow. And then the rest is gravy. Right. Right. And I think, you know, think of, of, you know, those of you who, you know, quote unquote, regular jobs right now, you're, you're spending, you're giving half of your money to your boss anyway, over half. Right. And like some to the government too. Right. So a program like this is an investment, right? It's you, you pay some money up front and then what you get is exponentially more than that. Right. As opposed to a, you know, quote, air quotes, regular job where every single time, every single day you're giving some that that's not really becoming an, an investment. Per, right. It's just like over time, you're you're actually losing money, maybe with doing, you know, working through, you know, whether it's steps or having to do extra education or, you know, whatever else you have to do, you know, to get to that top of your salary level takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one of the things I think is a, a reason to pursue private practice is because there's no ceiling on your income. You can if you want to make more money, you see more clients or you have other people see those clients for you. Right. So I think that it's really important for, you know, especially us as women. Right. Most SLPs are, are women is to have an income source that is going to be growing 
over time. And also to have that, you know, we didn't talk about this really too much tonight, but like multiple streams of income, having that extra money coming in and having that extra stability and not counting on one source of income from whether it's from your employer or your spouse or whatever, making sure that you you're making your own money. Right. So this is a really good way to make your own money and then you can do with it whatever you want. Right. Like, yes, you still you, is you have to pay taxes and yes, you're going to want to reinvest some of it, you know, back in your in your company. But you can decide to maybe be like Bobby and pay down some debts, some student loans. You can be like Claudia and decide to pay into retirement more than you were paying already. You can be like Adrian and decide to buy your own home as a single or a married woman, which I think is, again, just an awesome accomplishment. And, you know, I think all of those things are really good. You can be like Tommy, one of the things we didn't talk about tonight, but Tommy has a heart of gold and she does all this like pet foster. She does all this, whatever, for cats. She's got all of the cats she takes care of and other things. But like, you can do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that that's, it's about freedom, right? Was, fr- was freedom your F Tommy? Freedom is my F freedom forever. Freedom forever. <laughs> so I used to talk about the, the three F's, which were freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. And then someone on one of my podcasts actually said, Jenna, you forgot the most important F. And I said, Oh, what is it? And she said, finances. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're right. And then the other day, someone in one of the groups said that her F was family. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yes. Okay, so now there's, then there was five Fs. And then literally today in a post, someone said that they had another F. You ready for this one? Fun. Oh, she wanted to spend her money and her time on fun, travel, you know, experiences, whatever. So now we can say that the, you know, motivating reasons why SLPs start private practices are freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, finances, family, and fun. So it doesn't matter which one of those or multiple ones of are for you or your primary drivers in life. And maybe there's another F that I haven't thought of. It's probably true. Probably someone can come up with a seventh F to round this thing out. But, you know, I I hope that you all have enjoyed getting to know the mentor team and just seeing how, you know, experienced and caring and dedicated they are to our students. And, you know, I've just had my life change from getting to know them. And I know that they are changing lives for people in the group and also, you know, changing each other's whatever. We're all, we're all just like a love fest over here. Um, <laughs> but true. It's totally true. It's but totally I, I you know it, this is what you get access to, right? This is one of the perks. That. And, you know, again, people join for the program. They join for the program. They join for the transformation from being a regular speech pathologist to a successful private practitioner. But what they get is to be a part of a community of, you know, of women supporting each other and helping each other grow and helping each other level up. Level up. Level up. Right? I'm coming. I'm coming. Sorry Sorry about that. (laughs) That's all right. Wasn't ready. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. You know, thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Adrian, for being on here tonight, for being so wonderful 
to our students and also for helping me. And um, I do hope that you'll decide to start your private practice and let us be the people who support you on this journey. So Yay. thank you everyone who watched, listened, and we will see you in the members area. We hope to see you. Bye. 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 Okay. So how amazing is this mentor team and how lucky are the Start Your Private Practice students who get to interact with them on a daily basis? So if you want your own team of knowledgeable, established private practitioners to bounce ideas off of, get feedback from, and get unstuck and moving forward as you reach your private practice goals, make sure you sign up for the waiting list for the Start Your Private Practice system and get notified as soon as we reopen. You can go ahead and do that right now at startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. Private practice does not have to be lonely and you don't have to figure it out on your own. Learn from those who have gone before you and increase your success in less time by following a step-by-step -step plan and getting help along the way. Again, join the waitlist for Start Your Private Practice at startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist and we'll let you know as soon as we reopen the doors for enrollment. Talk then. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned and I want to help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms and your own time and yes make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I wanna teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part, these trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com. Click start or grow and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.